You are listening to The Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 187. One of my favorite phrases is, success is when preparation meets opportunity. So there's an opportunity of your ideal client, your avatar, stepping in front of you and saying, Meg, tell me what you do. Or you could be at a conference where, you know, we're looking for speakers for next year's conference. Hey, Meg, what would you like to speak about? So these opportunities for coaches are all around you. They're going to drop in unexpectedly or expectedly. Your job is to be prepared for these conversations. And you can do so by having a short from keynote that you can share as is or unpack during the course of a conversation. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, it's great to have you here. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator. And I've got to tell you that every week I am really, truly delighted to welcome you to the show because I know that every week you are going to be given some strategy or tool to think about or new resource to consider that will help you up your game, that will help you build a business foundation or up the level of your business that will increase your confidence or your competence in your coaching skills, maybe help you bring coaching into your organization in a way that will influence your organization. So whatever it is that you're looking at within your coaching company, I promise you that one of our incredible guests has answered some of those questions for you. And that does not stop this week. I am delighted to introduce you to Anthony Lee, who is the founder of the Heroic Voice Academy, which is a communications training company. Now, if you have followed me for long or ever attend my Q&As or my Wednesday's Wisdoms at 10 Eastern on the Star Coach Facebook page where I answer questions. Many times you'll hear me talk about the value of speaking to get your message out and to attract clients who want to work with you. It is a much more effective way than doing everything one-to-one. Now, that doesn't mean that relationship building and and doing some of that networking one-to-one isn't effective. However, if you want to up your game, one way to do that is through public speaking. Yet, we might not know where even to start with that. Well, enter Anthony Lee. He has prepared clients for their high-stake presentations, including things like conference keynotes. Would you not want to just hit it out of the park with a conference keynote or the coveted TEDx presentations or TED presentations where you want to capture an audience's attention and and absolutely enthrall them in less than 18 minutes? 
For different conference trainings, investor presentations, and media interviews, that's what Anthony and the Heroic Voice Academy do, and their clients have made a significant impact in the areas of things like animal welfare, employee experiences, entrepreneur education, mental health, and the future of food. And you'll definitely get a sense in the interview today of Anthony's desire to help make the world a better place and work with organizations who are making a difference. The Heroic Voice Academy offers presentation training programs, executive communications trainings, and coaching and event production consulting. So he does it all. But what he does for us today is he brings 110%. He is offered a download, a free download that you can get at starcoachshow.com and the show notes of episode 187 to that really maps out the kinds of things you want to think about when you're having strong communication. He talks about those things in his interview, but he's given us an actual handout, a presentation that covers all these things. I'm so thankful that Anthony's joining us, and I can't wait another minute to introduce you to him. So let's go to my interview with Anthony Lee. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. It's great to have you with us. I'm excited to be here. It's always great having a fantastic conversation with a master conversationalist. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And right back at you. I am super excited to talk about what you do as a coach and the value that that brings forward. And I know that you're going to give us so many different things to think about today as we talk about how to connect through your special skill. But I'd love to start first with you sharing a little bit about your story and what led you into what you do today. Thanks, Meg. Majority of my career has been in the tech startup space. And I spent a lot of the time doing something that I found that I really loved, which was helping my engineers prepare for presentations. Now, with engineers, it's not part of their DNA to present. It's not part of engineering curriculum. And what I found was a tremendous amount of fulfillment. How can I take someone who's passionate about their craft of engineering and get them to not only be good at speaking, but love the skill of public speaking? So I found that it's something I enjoyed doing for over 20 years. And... That career took me all over the U.S. and into an expat assignment in Europe. Upon my return, I figured, well, I need to grow too. What other sectors can I serve? And it wasn't until I started coaching for TEDx events. And there was a very special lady who I had the privilege of coaching who was part of a nonprofit called the Best Friends Animal Society. She represented one of many who I consider global impact leaders. And my experience training that group was that they were so easy to train because they're already motivated. They're going to do the work. Their mission is critical. So I said, if this easy, I think I can just make a career serving these people. Have people who have a vision that I can easily get behind. And my part in helping them achieve their mission is working with their heroic voice. 
So tell me a little bit about Heroic Voice. Well, Heroic Voice is a training and coaching organization. And our focus really is to prepare leaders for their most important conversations. This would be industry conferences. This would be media interviews, recruiting conversations, donation conversations, really because the thing that drives their mission are money, support, and reputation. If they can consistently have presentation and conversations that earn all three, their chances for success with their mission is going to be astronomical. So that's how we decided who we work with and where we're taking them to. Wonderful. Now, I know you also work with authors because you were referred to me by an author. Like, you have to talk to my fabulous voice coach was exactly what I was told. So for the listening audience, I think that I want you all to understand that Anthony can help you through two different angles. First of all, if you're working with leaders, what's the message that we're bringing forward that you can help your leaders think about? And Anthony's provided a fantastic download that will be in the show notes that helps with like a town hall presentation which I think that we can all use the tips that are in that. It's just so good. I'm just so grateful to you. Thank you. And think about how we as coaches use our voices to connect, how we use our voices to make impact. And so you can kind of look at it through both of those lenses today in, in our interview. Did you want to add anything to that? Absolutely. You mentioned authors, and authors are just part of a special population that's willing to share their wisdom in written form. Now, the challenge with authors and also with coaches is that when I get a chance to jump on stage and share about what I wrote or how I coach, there's a really big opportunity to get something across in a short amount of time. Right. And there's three things I specifically listen to, whether it's a book launch, a TED Talk, coach who's telling me about why they're special. And I'm listening for answers to three specific questions. One is, where are they going? Okay, this is an indicator of their vision. Are they going to the same place that I'm going to? The second thing is, what do they care about? Are they interested in elevating the same values that I hold dear? And the final one is, how can I count on them? Right? If I spend time reading the entire book, am I going to count on them to be a great teacher, facilitator? If I'm listening to someone who is a potential coach that I'm going to select, I want to know that they're going to be blunt with me. They're going to be looking out for my best of my energies and skills. So if they've answered all three questions, I'm enrolled. I'm engaged. I want to have another conversation. So good. So if we think about coaches, you're, and I, I got to tell you, Anthony, I probably hear this question no less than 50 times a year, but probably much higher than that. How do I engage with others as a coach? What do I say? How do I help them understand what it is that I do. I'm always starting with, well, how about you listen before you talk? But in that, we do have to get to a place where we are crafting a message about what is it that we stand for as a coach and, and why as a potential client would I even want to listen? 
So once again, I really want everybody to hear that Anthony says, you've got to include the vision, the value, and the vow. So if we can dive into that just a little bit more, when you're working with a coach to craft that return on investment for somebody who's listening to that, any additional tips or, or strategies you might have in crafting that, that the 3V message? Absolutely. And Meg, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use you as an example. Oh, I wow. How fun. Yeah, I've had the opportunity to listen to some of your previous podcasts. And through that, I know a lot about you with respect to these three. So we take a look at vision, right? Have a clear vision of the future that you are helping your client create. So for you, very simply, I'm taking coaches, new coaches, professional coaches, to a place where they're thriving in their career. They're doing their best work. They wake up in the morning loving what they get to do each and every day. So you're very clear about the vision that you're helping your client create. As coaches, we want to have that clear vision that we communicate because think about it from a client perspective. Wow, I didn't even know that that was possible for me. I want to go there. Let's talk more. So that's vision. Mm -hmm. In terms of values, we had a conversation about this. We get along very well because we love the same values. We love community. We love connection. We love empowerment. We love confidence. And this is what you communicate through everything that you do. And when you say that I am a stand for community, I'm a stand for empowerment, this allows you to create that link with someone who says, wow, I like those too. That means when I hang out with Meg, my values of community empowerment gets elevated. I look forward to hanging out and spending quality time with Meg in a coaching session. So take the time to find out what are these shared values that will come into a coaching session every single time. Oh, and then so finally, good. vows, right? Vows is if I select you as a coach, how can I connect or how can I count on you? Mm -hmm. Now, in your podcast, you mentioned the, the importance of consistency. And I know that I can count on Meg to have consistent nuggets of wisdom through her podcast. It's not a one and done situation. I can tune in regularly and I know I can count on Meg that she's curated the best minds, the best nuggets to share with me in a short 30-minute segment. So think about that when you can do that for your coaching clients and potential clients. Once they are interested about the place that you're going, the vision, values that are important to you, they're going to raise their hands and say, okay, I'm in. I want to be a client of yours. How can I count on you? This is your opportunity to make a bold promise to your clients. So good. And it comes down to clarity too, right? You were using lots of C words there. And, and mm -hmm. clarity is, you know, what do you have to do to get clear about those three things that Anthony's talking about? How are you going to get clear about your vision, about the values that you represent and that you, that you stand for and the vow that you're making to your clients? So good. So then 
we have clarity. Let's say we've got clarity and, and we, mm -hmm. maybe we're presenting to one person. Maybe we're having communication with one person. Maybe we're trying to communicate with hundreds of people. But you talk about what poor presenters fail to do. What is it that, that gets in the way of, of that connection that we're talking about? Well, I kind yeah, of get in the way. Yeah, poor presenters, you know, we've all been part of audiences where we look out at what's happening with the people around us and they're confused, they're bored, they're even comatose. And we don't want because, comatose. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, but it's happened. And I'm gonna be transparent and I've been in those audiences and I've also caused that experience for audiences earlier in my career. And it's through you know good coaches that I've had who've trained me in great teaching skills, great public speaking skills, great uh, just presence skills. So when I look at a poor presenter, the key thing that I look for is a lack of connection. So it's either the presenter is not connected to his or her message, the presenter isn't connected to the audience, or the audience doesn't have the experience of connecting to the message. So let's talk about in situations where you've been in the audience, mm -hmm. how can you tell Meg that a speaker is not connected to his or her message? I what think are some the, of the clues? Some of the clues I think are a lot of, of hesitation, a lot, the, there's a lack of vitality or energy around the message. Mm -hmm. There might even be a lack of flow. And it's almost like it makes me uncomfortable. Like mm -hmm. I'm sitting in my seat feeling either like, wow, could they have not prepared a little bit more? Or does this message not resonate with this person? I mean, like, I feel discomfort, but I'm kind of empathic that way. But I'll feel a lot of discomfort. You are spot on. And the reason why I ask is I'm going to illustrate a concept called the connection triangle. So I found this concept after I did a training, and I stepped up into the AV booth. And for some engineer, they have a special view of what's going on in the room. If you can imagine the presenter is one part of a triangle, the mm -hmm. audience is another part of the triangle, and the message is the third, there's an energetic connection that happens in all three. So what we just talked about here, how can you tell that there's an energetic connection between the speaker and message? Well, you told me how you can tell when the connection is missing, and that's because two skills are not present. One is expertise. They know their flow. Right? They're not reading their slides. They are able to answer questions with confidence and clarity. And the second one is passion. Do you get a sense that through their intonation, they care about the topic that's up on the screen rather than just, just reading a script? So that's the first thing is expertise and passion will help you connect with your message and demonstrate that to your audience. Now, Meg, let me go to a second leg of a triangle. Mm -hmm. In, present, in bad presentations, how do you know when a presenter is not connected to their audience? I think that there is a lack of eye contact. So, so some of that body language stuff, there, there might even be turning away from the audience or not looking enough at the audience. Uh, but I also think that there can be like a complete not tuning into what the audience is telling them through their body language. Like 
do, do things need to shift a little? Do we need to, to do something different to kind of shift energy or bring things out? But I think a presenter who's not connected to the audience isn't going to be aware of that. Yes, and you've illustrated some great points. There's one of the things that you did in your previous podcast was you mentioned the avatar of Susan. Is that right? Susan, the, the coach? The, I can't remember I the name, oh, but sorry. I... I, I, I use Sarah. So Sarah, Sarah, so Sarah was the name I used. That's right. Yes. And with Sarah, you did homework. You know who she is, what she aspires to, what questions she has in her head. And that is an issue of relatability, the first skill in this leg of the triangle. So did you do the homework about your audience? Are you bringing in examples that they can easily relate to, either relating to the actual experience or relating to the emotion? The second thing is empathy. Do you know the challenges that the audience faces and the emotions that accompany it? So what that does is it illustrates your emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. So a way for poor presenters to learn the skills is focus on relatability and empathy. So all that, those so important. And you know what's interesting, that avatar, and and I apologize that I forgot I I call her (laughs) Sarah, but what is interesting is how many people wrote to me after that show and said, I am your avatar. And I thought, well, thank goodness, because that, that was my intention. But people were able to hear about Sarah's story. And it, they were like, yes, I'm listening to the podcast I need to be listening to because that's me. And I know that Meg is intending her message to me. So Meg, was- think about what happens if everyone in your audience says that, oh, I'm your avatar. What happens is they sit up straighter, they lean forward, they listen with more attention. Oh, Meg is speaking to me. I'm going to write down everything. So that's the power of the presenter to audience. When you've created relatability, when you can show your emotional intelligence to empathy, you've earned everybody's attention. And how important is storytelling in connection? Storytelling is critical. What happens is poor presenters, when they first start telling stories, they get lost within their own story. And they forget that, well, the reason why I'm telling the story is to teach a concept, is to teach the effectiveness, efficacy, potential of a tool. So in stories, it's one, important to create stories that the audience member can insert themselves into. We've heard of hero's journey. Can they see themselves as the hero in your story? Wow, Meg went from a point of starting a career and then magically finding this tool called podcast. Can I go on the same journey and find a tool that's appropriate for me to be the best and most impactful coach on the planet? So that's an example of tell stories that are relatable, that they can easily identify with and place themselves into. Really, really good. So we've talked about the the foundation of the vision and the values and the vows. We've talked about creating a connection through the connection mm-hmm. triangle and bringing value through your message, how to craft that message with those foundational pieces. What else do you want coaches to know about when they're thinking about how to connect through 
speaking. Yeah, there, the, I would say, finish line, and this actually brings us to the third piece of the connection triangle, is when your audience connects to the message, right? They are all in with respect to supporting whatever vision you're creating together. And there's two skills that come to the forefront there. Number one is comprehension. And by comprehension, it's interesting that we sit through a lot of PowerPoints that have tons of words, tons of visuals. I'm looking at the slide and not even paying attention to the speaker. And I'm, I'm asking presenters and I'm asking you as coaches, be a good curator of information. In a coaching session, you don't throw the entire coaching book at your clients. You curate just the one nugget that will shift the needle for them until your next coaching session. Right. So you do that on stage. You do that in a conversation. The slide has one idea, right? The slide has just a few actionable items where you can bring this idea to life. So that's comprehension is having that mindset of a teacher. At the end of the presentation, if I were to pass out a multiple choice exam, could your audience pass it? If they can pass it, you did a great job. They can't pass it. It's not on them. It's on you. So be a good curator. The second one is engagement. And you, we've all heard about the, you don't want to talk at your audience. You want to talk with. Every coaching session, obviously, it's a conversation. We're having right. a conversation here. So when you're on stage, find ways to engage with your audience. Ask them questions. Have them go through visualizations. Put them in paired exercises or group exercises. This is a way for you to turn the theoretical into the practical. So the two final skills of a triangle is comprehension, have a teacher mindset, and engagement. Have them turn the theoretical into practical. Wow. So as you were talking and, and I was seeing that, I could literally see kind of everything that you were laying out for us. I also began to wonder when you are coaching somebody to do a keynote or to do a town hall or whatever it is, but let's consider a keynote or a signature talk. What do you kind of look at as, as the time frame? Like how long does it usually take somebody, and I know everybody's different and we're all individuals, but in general, Anthony, what are you recommending that somebody put into something like that so that when all the magical pieces come together, it's, it's, they are doing these, all these elements that you're talking about? Yeah, that's an interesting question because there's another question that is a precursor to that. Yes, we all want to go and give an hour-long keynote. And I would say the best way to prepare for the hour-long keynote is to have a short-form keynote. So when you're invited to speak on a short-form keynote stage, like a TEDx, there's another event called Disrupt HR, where you're given Disrupt HR five minutes to share one idea. Or in TEDx, I've seen talks as short as three minutes wow. to the maximum time of 18. And when you prepare for a short-form keynote, it really forces you to be very concise and precise. It forces you to be very organized. And what it turns into is, I, in our coaching sessions, that's what we start off with. We help you create a short-form keynote just so that you can give it at any time. If you're asked to be on a podcast, if you're asked to jump on stage, 
just at a moment's notice. You have these things already inside your muscle memory, inside your brain, ready to share. And as we work with clients on their short form keynotes, this is what they practice with every day. They get in the gym, they do this short form, and they just work on the nuances. Even if you're in the green room, one of the things that I love doing is supporting green rooms. My clients are in the green room practicing their short form keynote before they go on stage to do their hour long keynote. It really gets them locked in. That's really helpful. That I can imagine that anybody who's listening who aspires to be a speaker, if you're just aspiring to give your message and to, to bring value to the community, it makes sense to have that short keynote. Is that what you to just have that because you never know when somebody's going to reach out to you. And if there's an opportunity that like a speaker got sick and they reach out to you and you can hop right in and you already have it prepared, all oh, that is so good. Meg, think about this in a coaching context. One of my favorite phrases is, you know, success is when preparation meets opportunity. So there's an opportunity of your ideal client, your avatar, stepping in front of you and saying, Meg, tell me what you do. Or you could be at a conference where, you know, we're looking for speakers for next year's conference. Hey, Meg, what would you like to speak about? So these opportunities for coaches are all around you. They're going to drop in unexpectedly or expectedly. Your job is to be prepared for these conversations. And you can do so by having a short from keynote that you can share as is or unpack during the course of a conversation. And those are the kinds of things that you do when you work with clients, right? You help them get clear about what that message is and then how to craft it and how to practice it. I mean, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'm, I'm assuming that these are the kinds of things because you speak about them so eloquently. Yeah, Meg, there's, what I found is those that are in a leadership position or aspiring to be leaders, there's seven key questions that a leader will always be called upon to answer. And how we've crafted our coaching program is we help people assemble seven specific compositions in response to all of these questions. You mentioned earlier today about the resource that we're sharing. The most important leadership question today is where are we going? Where are we going in this time of crisis and uncertainty? There's a specific framework in how you organize and share your thoughts. And that is an example of one of these compositions that come from our coaching program. Some of that is laid out in this download that you've offered. So can you tell people a little bit about the download and the link for that will be in the show notes? Yes. Well, what you can expect from this download, it is a slide deck that takes you step by step on constructing your message. So before you have a town hall conversation with your company, with your team, uh, with another colleague, in a coach's case, before you have a conversation with your coaching clients or prospective clients, here's the sequence, what information to share. And we use something called the message blueprint to help you blueprint your conversation. And then how do you deliver this message? Right? How do you deliver and successfully connect with your audiences and connect them with the, the key learning points you're sharing with them. So all of that will, is a step-by-step 
process that's illustrated in our resource. It's like every slide is full of information. It's a really great offering, and I so appreciate you you uh, making that available to the Star Coach audience. Thank you, Meg. Thank you. So, Anthony, you have been just a deliverer of such incredible information for us today. As we're wrapping up our time together, was there anything that I didn't ask or that is still niggling at you that we want to be sure that we share? Yeah, there's, I carry around, and this is preparation, anyone that is coaching regularly or aspiring to be a coach, I share with them my three nuggets of wisdom. The first one is charge full price and accept multiple currencies. A lot of us in coaching, the challenge is knowing our value. So for me, I always charge full price. This is the full retail price and I'm perfectly okay accepting a check for that amount. And in there are special situations, for example, if you're dealing with a nonprofit or a global impact organization, if they don't have the full budget for you, be flexible, accept other currencies. For me, for example, I accept testimonials, case studies, referral to other clients, nomination to speaking events. These are all things that I put a value on that I would happily accept. That's the tip one is charge full price, accept multiple currencies. Tip number two, when you prospect for your clients, find clients with a vision. So it's much easier to find clients who have a vision that you want to be a part of, right? They're on purpose. They have something at stake. You speak their language and it makes coaching fulfilling for you because you're helping to forward that mission. And then the last one is find clients who bring out your best. You know, I always keep track of, is my client feeding me as much as I'm feeding them? And that's not just money. Are they feeding me with energy, participation, appreciation? Do they have a lifestyle of practice? Is it fun getting into the gym with them every single day? That's a coaching session for us. Right. Am I looking forward to getting into a coaching session and working out with them? So those are the three tips is bring those into your current or future coaching business and you'll have a sustainable career. I am so grateful for all of your incredible information today. I'm all pumped up and ready to do my short keynote and get some clarity. And it's so much fun to connect with you and spend time with you. Thank you. You're so welcome. It's been a pleasure. So there you have another guest just giving and giving and giving of content. Every time I pull a show together or a hang up from doing an interview, I am just blown away by the incredible expertise and willingness to just share and share that our guests bring. So thanks again to Anthony Lee for coming on the show and sharing all those ways that we can strengthen our message and create a conversation with an audience that will hopefully attract them to us. If you'd like to know more about Anthony Lee, the Heroic Voice Academy, or access his download, go to starcoachshow.com. And in the 
show notes for episode 187. You're going to find his handout as well as links to find him. Now, if you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a rate and review. It is my goal in the next 13 episodes to at least reach 100 reviews for the show so that I am in a very small percentage of shows that actually have over 100 reviews. I would very much appreciate it because when we have more reviews, more coaches find the show. And when we've got the kind of content that the guests are providing, I just want every coach possible to be able to access that. So thanks in advance. Now you're going to want to come back and join us next week. I am excited to introduce you to the co-chairs of the ethics community of practice in the ICF. We're going to learn about what are communities of practice, what are some of the, the new ethics that, that we're going to be looking at? How do they weave in with the new core competencies? It's super good, and I can't wait to invite you back for that. If you have any questions or you're struggling with anything, please join me for the Wednesday's Wisdom Chat on the Star Coach Show Facebook page every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern. Until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you health and well-being and the very best for your coaching success. We'll see you next week.